to a brand new episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier and on this podcast I chat with small business owners where we discuss their stories, perspectives, their pieces of advice, and sometimes I'll do solo episodes and share what's been on my mind. Now today I have the founders and owners of Mini Oats with me, Ali and Maria. Mini Oats is a Minnesota-based small business that sells homemade granola, which you can have shipped to anywhere in the United States. They also engage in local events where they sell their homemade oatmeals that look so delicious and unique. Now, before we hear from Allie and Maria, I'd appreciate if you could rate and review Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcasts app and on Spotify. It just helps others discover us and find our episodes and also helps the small businesses that I feature get promoted to others. You can also follow us along on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all the social medias. It's all at Virtual Coffee Podcast. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. If this is your first episode, welcome. We're glad to have you here. Thank you for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Now let's hear from Allie and Maria. Allie and Maria, thank you so much for being on Virtual Coffee today. Thanks so much for having us. We're we're excited to be here. Yeah, I'm looking forward to our conversation. So first, introduce our audience to Mini Oats. Uh, Just tell us a little bit about your business and about yourselves, perhaps diving a little bit into the origin story of the business, how it came to be. Absolutely. So Mini Oats started out of our college apartment on campus at the University of Minnesota in 2017. And it really stemmed from just a lot of the things the two of us love. Maria and I have known each other since fourth grade, so we go way back. But I've always loved being creative in the kitchen and trying new recipes and just constantly thinking of new business ideas. I feel like we naturally had an entrepreneurial inclination. And then we studied abroad in Florence, Italy for a semester. And that really fueled that creativity even more. We saw um, just a lot of creative ways food was being served. And primarily one of our favorite things we'd have for breakfast was oatmeal. And we saw that just consistent in other countries, how they would serve porridge or people would be gathered and just have creative toppings on it. And so We really started thinking about that more and we knew we'd be returning back to campus and we're like, what are we going to do when we graduate and what what sorts of things do we want to pursue? And so that's really when a lot of those different things that we loved um, started kind of intersecting and mini outs came to be. And a lot of that too stemmed from our faith. We just have a heart for gathering people and forging meaningful relationships. And we saw food as just an amazing way to do that. I think food and fellowship sometimes kind of sounds a little cliche, but <laughs> that was just really our heart for it and wanting to invite people in. And so we did that in our college apartment and would actually have events that we would invite people to and they would come get specialty oatmeal bowls on their way to class or they would sit in our college apartment as if it were a cafe. That is so cool. I love that you guys are able to tie in, you know, your personal faith and your personal why and passion into this business. I really like how you mentioned about gathering people together. Um, I just think that brings 
such a more special meaning, right, to what what you guys do and and the products that you sell. Um, I think a business is always much more successful when you can tie your personal why to it, um, that you have a personal passion for it. So I love to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. And that our mission statement really stems from it's a verse in the Bible, actually. And it says, Mm -hmm. each of you should use whatever gifts you have received as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various form. And so just everything we do today really flows out of that. And we just feel like all the gifts that we have been given, we just are excited to share with others Mm and um, use in such a way. So really having that why is definitely such a feel to everything we do. Yeah, that's lovely. And you mentioned you really started this in college. I'm curious what your majors are and do you also have full-time jobs or were you able to take mini oats full-time? How did you feel your, you know, majors and degrees from college helped you or maybe didn't help you run this business? Yeah. Absolutely. I can kind of start and I'll have Maria share Mm -hmm. her experience too, but I studied uh, marketing in the business school at the University of Minnesota. And so that definitely had a natural flow of marketing, just being such a versatile degree for starting a small business. And right out of college, I started at a marketing and media agency in the cities. And that's where I still work today. So I still have a full-time job and do many outs on top of that, but it has been sweet to see a lot of the skill set that I've been growing and gaining at my full-time job has really transferred over naturally into mini outs. So Mm -hmm. that has been really sweet, but I'll let Maria share about her experience. Yeah. I also went to the university of Minnesota and I studied retail merchandising with an apparel focus. So I was in the college of design and A lot of the skills and the learnings that I took away from college are definitely applicable to many outs. Um, There's a lot of marketing that's involved with that particular major, as well as there's a business focus. I would say the more like apparel fashion side of it, I'm not using at all, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. there's a creative element that I think I desired and spurred me on in college to pursue that particular degree. And I do use that creative, innovative mindset when it comes to mini oats as well. Excellent. So Maria, were, do you take mini oats full-time or do you also have a full-time job outside of it? I work on mini oats full-time. So that's nice. a very unique aspect of mini oats is that I am the only full-time employee. And then Allie is also part-time on top of her marketing job. And I went full-time on mini oats two years ago. So in February 2020, right before the pandemic, did not know that the pandemic was going to happen when I went full time. But I've really seen how intentional and specific that t- timing was for me to leave my job um, and pursue Mini Oats full time. At that point, Mini Oats had been a business for about three years since we started it out of our college mm-hmm. apartment. And it really had just been a side hustle, a side gig. We could only invest so much time into it just because we all had full-time jobs. And me taking that step out of my full-time job and pursuing mini oats full-time was, I think, something that we really needed as a business to have Mm -hmm. someone that was intentionally spending 40 hours a week growing our customer base, growing the events that we were having, 
it was really so important. Otherwise, I think many else would have stayed just a side business. So yeah, I've been full-time for two years and it's it's been an incredible journey. Of course, there's been challenges, but then also so many joys and so much fulfillment from owning something and pouring your heart and your soul into it. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, Maria, congratulations on taking it full time. And Ali, congratulations on balancing both of those jobs, both incredible paths and and stories there. The reason I asked if you leveraged your college degrees, I just find that fascinating because I think some folks launch their businesses without college degrees, some launch them post-college, some launch them in college. And I think it's just helpful to showcase all the different paths that are are right for each individual person, right? There's no true, oh, don't go to college if you have a business idea or definitely go to college. It just is whatever works for you. So I appreciate you both sharing your backgrounds. Absolutely. And I'd love for you to describe the oats you sell and the products you sell, kind of walk us through that. And, you know, if someone is listening, do they have to be in Minnesota area to buy from you? How does that process work? Definitely. So we kind of have two main offerings. One is our specialty oatmeal bowls, and then the other is our packaged granola. So for the oatmeal, it all starts with the creamy, lightly sweetened oatmeal base that we just top with fresh fruit, nut butters, our signature maple almond granola, and honey or caramel drizzle. And those we sell through catering and pop-up events. So it's all made to order and consumed within minutes of us preparing it. So that happens on event basis. So as far as out-of-state customers, that's where we kind of switch over to our packaged granola that we sell online on our website and that we hand make in small batches um, on a weekly basis. And really the novelty of it is just this sweet and salty clustered granola. Um, A lot of feedback we hear from our customers is they love the big clusters compared to some granolas that are a little bit more fine and will just enjoy it as a snack or they'll throw it on some of the traditional things you'd think of with yogurt or have it as almost a cereal and just pour milk or almond milk over it. And so we sell that in 10 ounce bags, but then we also have two ounce and four ounce ones and bulk bags that we sell on our website. And then for some of our more local folks in Minnesota, we sell at a handful of different retailers, whether it's small markets or um, grocery stores in the area. Nice. That's awesome. I, I love that expansion. And are you able to ship within the United States, international? I know sometimes it's tricky with food products. So just a logistical question there. So our audience knows where you're able to ship. Right. Yeah. We ship within the U.S. only. Awesome. Perfect. Well, congratulations on figuring that out. I always (laughs) congratulate my guests on that because I know how hard shipping is, like I said, especially with food. So yay, yay for figuring that out. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So all your products sound, sound delicious. I love that. And so is it you two making the actual product or do you have other employees at Mini Oats? So it's primarily the two of us, but with the help of our gracious family and friends, we have... Mm -hmm a team that comes into the kitchen every week and they're just willing to volunteer their time and support us in any way possible. So it's been really sweet to see how our family has just like invested so, so much with us and been very much so a part of the journey and we couldn't do it without them as we grow. Yeah, for sure. We, we always hear a theme 
on this podcast of finding that community, whether it's family or friends or other small business owners and how important that is, especially when you're launching your own business. Um, and so how do you think of the, the recipes and more, I mean, how did you understand how to make granola? Like, where did that start? Did you take a class? Is it just Googling? I'm always so fascinated in understanding just how you learn about such a niche topic, right? Enough to create a business around it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny looking back because it really started out as oatmeal being our primary focus. And so we made oatmeal every morning for breakfast. And so we kind of started to get a grasp on that as far as knowing what we liked, the flavor. We didn't want something overly sweet. We wanted it to be healthy. And so that I feel like over time was a recipe that evolved by way of that being what we made for breakfast each morning. And then for the granola, we just knew we wanted, we loved the crunch on top of our oatmeal. And so we started trying a handful of different recipes, not quite finding what we liked. And so we just started modifying like crazy. Um, I think there's kind of this base level ratio of like liquids, having to have a fat, having to have a grain. And so we started to just really play around with a few recipes and not get too hung up on finding the perfect one because we never thought it would be sold on its own. We always thought it'd be paired with our oatmeal. And so Mm -hmm. It was just a recipe we developed in our apartment and stuck with it. And it hasn't changed since we first started serving it. And then as we started doing catering events, people would ask where they could purchase the granola. And that's really when we realized, oh, there's something more here than this just being a part of our oatmeal offering. We should really package this and make it accessible for customers to buy on its own. It was really funny in the beginnings of creating our bowls and figuring out what was the consistency of our oatmeal going to be. We would wake up early in the mornings before going to our classes and try out a different ratio of liquids to water to almond milk. What kind of creaminess did we want to create? And that was just a super sweet and fun time of the business of really learning how to product develop in a very authentic and just almost cute way of Mm -hmm. it being so particular to us and kind of our preferences too. Like we said, oatmeal was something that we loved. And so I think early on in the process, it was figuring out what would we hope to receive as the customer and what would the toppings that we would like to have. And thankfully those transitioned over to our customers, loving them as well. And the original bowls that we have now are the same bowls that we created in our college apartment. We actually haven't modified the recipes at all, which is really, really cool that since the beginning, we've been able to kind of figure out what worked Mm -hmm. and people have continued to provide wonderful feedback. And hopefully in the future, we can continue to product develop. But what we originally started with has been working up until now. That's so awesome. I love when, you know, folks just have, they just start this business, but it didn't come, it doesn't sound like it came from the intention of, hey, I want to start a business, right? It came from Mm -hmm. this passion, this like fun hobby you guys were doing in college and you just were able to take it to the next step and you wanted to take it to the next step. Um, And I'm curious if you have 
any advice or thoughts, you know, I can imagine maybe there's a college student listening to this and they're like, oh, wait, I, I kind of have this fun hobby. It'd be cool to see if I can make that a business. Any advice there on taking it to the next step or how to take it to the next step? Any thoughts come to mind around that? My initial thoughts are just, just to start and start small. Mm-hmm. I think just getting over that hump of believing in the idea to start it and knowing that it will start small and that being okay. We started really small and by no means have made it super big, but it just took a little step of darting and testing out the ideas on friends and family, curating kind of a guest list of people to have in our apartment and opening that up and providing a little testing ground to see if if we had something that was working and if it would be a viable business idea. And I think that would just be my advice is to start and to get some really good feedback on what you're doing and grow and be teachable and be willing to learn and accept that feedback as well. But then also be ready for the sacrifice and the ups and downs of owning a business. I think there is a there is a level of sacrifice that is necessary and it's kind of up to you on how much sacrifice you want to put into the business but there are ups there's been moments where it's so fun and exciting and then there's also times where it can be more stressful and it can you can feel the weight of what owning a business is and kind of that expectation that comes with it but um be willing to step out and sometimes fail and that's okay. And the failure isn't mean that it's not good, but it's kind of essential to growth and taking your idea to the next level. So yeah, really just starting and starting small and seeing what can happen over time with just continued perseverance and consistency and investment into your business. Yeah, I think that's great advice. I I really like how you mentioned it's up to you kind of around almost how much you effort you put into it, right? So on one hand, there's that that dreamer kind of part of just start it, you know, just see where it goes. But then also on the other hand, being realistic with how much effort it requires. And if you don't want to put in a certain amount of effort, that's okay. But understand, you know, the limits of that, right? Maybe you won't be able to scale as fast as you want or uh, launch as many new products as you want or something like that. So just understanding kind of the give and take of the amount of effort that you put in. I think that's just a great piece of advice because I think people might have the mindset of that. Oh, if I just grind and just never stop or like that's the only way they have to run a business, right? And it's not. It really is yeah. up to you at the end of the day. Right. That's really good. And everybody is different in how they operate. And like you said, knowing knowing the goals and the vision of the business, knowing what where do you want to take it? Because there's different different levels that you can take it to. And some are gonna require less investment than others. So mm-hmm. that is really like you said, a personal decision to decide how far do I want this to go? And do I want it to kind of just be something that I do for fun? Or is this what I want to put all my eggs in? And do I want to support my family with this? So it really is up to you. And it does look different. And that's something that Ellie and I talk about a lot is we don't have to follow the pattern of 
other businesses if we choose not to. We have mm -hmm. to find out what works for us. And I think that is something that you have to figure out in terms of work-life balance and how do you continue to be invested in the other aspects and things that you're involved in in your life, but then also own a business as well. Mm -hmm. Completely agree. And Allie, would love to hear from you as well if you have any other advice for others wanting to launch their business or any challenges that that you've overcome that you want to share um, any lessons learned yeah oh there's so many um i think <laughs> one of the you know it's really sweet how much you're just forced into learning and growing when you step into something so new and there's just so many unknown things whether for us being in the food space understanding how do you get a nutrition label? What does packaging look like? Right. Like you mentioned with the shipping, what are the regulations? And so I think just being willing to say yes to things when we don't necessarily have it all sorted out, but being committed to sorting it out and figuring it out um, has just been kind of a fun growing pain of like, oh, we've never done that before, but we're going to say yes. And we're going to learn and grow and understand if we feel like as we're learning more about the topic, we don't know enough. I think some advice we've been given is just invite people in that know how to do that. And we've been really grateful to be surrounded by so many people that are just willing to share their insight, share their experience, share their resources um, for us to kind of overcome some of those challenges that we certainly couldn't do on our own. And so that's just been a really growing part of the business. And a really fun one and really humbling too to realize like we can't specialize in all areas of a business and I think mm -hmm. that's oftentimes as a small business owner you're kind of pulled into wearing every cap you have to and so just figuring out which ones are we good at and do we want to spend our time doing which ones can we you know delegate to other people or bring in um, people that just have so much more experience and can yeah, really help us out in those ways. Yeah, I really like that perspective of you kind of painted that picture of at, at first you do have to wear all the hats because it is just you as the as the owner, but then figuring out what ones you want to continue wearing and what ones you can get others to help you with or um, outsource, things like that. It's kind of like filtering down what parts you want to still own versus bring someone else in for. I think that's right. a helpful perspective. And I'm curious, you know, what the future looks like for Mini Oats. Um, do you plan on launching new products? Do you want to scale more? You know, what is what does that look like? Any big milestones or goals you guys have in mind that you want to share? For sure. So I think you actually kind of touched on a few of them. In the short term, I would say product development for sure. Sometimes maybe our current offerings don't reflect that we are actually constantly ideating new products and they're always really flowing, but we haven't actually allocated the time and resources to bring them to our customers. And so that's something we want to just be able to focus on now that we have some other things in place, whether it's launching um, a new flavor of oatmeal or just kind of expanding some of our oat-based offerings, it's really fun when oatmeal is such a blank canvas, like we can mm -hmm. really make so many different things with it. And so it doesn't feel like we're short on ideas, but 
just getting to a place where we can now start allocating the right time and resources. And I would say another huge goal of ours is just to expand our team. And so, as I had mentioned, family is our primary staff and we've been so blessed and grateful for that. But as we grow, we obviously can't sustain just off of volunteer family. And so building a really good infrastructure to be able to onboard employees and um, have people be able to jump in and understand the processes and get some of those things in place that allow us to start hiring new people um, is something we're really excited about. And then just kind of the long-term vision and goal we've always had since the beginning would be to have a cafe space. And Mm -hmm. right now that currently looks like us popping up in different coffee shops and cafes in Minneapolis and being able to kind of pair our oatmeal offering with people who specialize in coffee and have that community setting where they're actually in a physical brick and mortar spot. But as we move towards hopefully one day having our own space, we just want to keep increasing that footprint in Minneapolis and get creative with the ways we do that and being just open to partnering with all sorts of different companies, whether it's other small businesses or um, we've done fitness studios, just a variety of different things. It's exciting how there seems like there's a never ending list of people we could partner with. And and then I would say the last part would be just expanding the distribution of our packaged granola. Um, We'd love to continue just expanding to new retailers and markets and grocers. And we just feel really grateful that a big part of the way our granola has reached new places and spaces and people has been from word of mouth. Our customers will gift their granola to someone out of state or they'll bring them to a mini outs pop-up event. And it's just been really sweet to see the relational side. Um, I think as we transitioned into offering a package product, we're like, wow, we really don't want to lose the community aspect, the Mm -hmm. relational part of the business. We don't want to just be a granola on a grocery store shelf that people get and kind of are disconnected with. And so it's been sweet how our customer base have been just so encouraging and our best marketing tool. And so we just love to continue expanding and be Minnesota's preferred granola. That would be a really sweet thing. Yeah, I like that distinction of you know, it sounds like you guys just want to scale and grow, but grow in the right way. Um, I like that you said you don't want to be just a granola on the shelf in a in a grocery store, right? You want to keep that community and that local flavor. And I think that's unique. I, I really like that. It's it's scaling and growing in the in the way that brings you both happiness and the community happiness. Many oats is definitely where we see our future and we don't necessarily have any other business ideas, but definitely mm-hmm. have a lot of goals for where we could see many outs going. And Allie and I talk about this a lot, but we don't put too much weight and expectancy on the future of many outs. Um, we're very open-handed with the business and open to being redirected. And one thing that I can think of in the past two years since being full-time is about a year and a half ago, we launched our granola. And that was really a COVID pivot. Since all of our oatmeal events were getting canceled or rescheduled due to COVID, we were thinking outside the box and trying to find a creative way for us to still interact with the customer and, 
you know, maintain business and producing our granola, getting it to the point where we could scale our production, being in a commercial kitchen, developing our packaging, getting nutrition label testing, all of that stuff really to the lead up of launching it in December 2020. And so just that as an example, we never thought that we would be a granola business. We always thought that we would be oatmeal. Mm -hmm. And just thinking about our granola not existing even a year and a half ago, and then now it becoming a huge portion of our business, I think is one thing that we reflect on. And again, just be open-handed with the business and allow it to be redirected with the market and the way the world is trending. So I think our goals are ebbing and flowing, but definitely want to grow our team and scale and grow really well. And then also have our own space. But in the meantime, getting creative with how we can continue to interact with our customers and what vehicle we can use. And right now that is pop-ups and catering events, both public and private. But yeah, just really excited for the future of Mini Oats and the continued product development and how we can continue to build community and Mm -hmm. um, see this business grow. Yeah, I think another great piece of advice in there and that, you know, it's really important to have those goals and milestones and kind of that roadmap, if you will, for your business, but also not being afraid to change with the times, right? Because like, to your point, you don't know what's going to happen in the future um, and not being afraid to evolve and innovate with the market and with what your customers are saying. So I think that's a great balance there of ebbing and flowing and also having those set goals that you want to accomplish. Excellent. Exactly. I'd actually love to dive a little bit deeper into your catering events um, so that if we have, you know, our Minnesota listeners want to work with you or have you at an event, what does that look like? So we do, as we kind of mentioned, pop-ups with coffee shops. So one coffee shop that we have a partnership that we've been popping up once a month in is Wildflyer Coffee, and that's located in Minneapolis. And so we pop up there, they're serving their coffee, we're serving our oatmeal. It's two businesses existing in themselves. So you would buy oatmeal and then buy coffee as well, but have just found Mm -hmm. that to be a great pairing together. So we we have pop-ups and we're continuing to book more pop-ups events by partnering with other businesses. And so Um, We do that. And then we have drive-through events so that we have one once a month drive-through events out of our kitchen space in White Bear Lake. So White Bear Lake is, yeah, 20 minutes north of Minneapolis. So we have a nice balance of kind of the northern suburbs and then also hitting Minneapolis as well. So um, those are two things that are very static on our calendar that you can get our oatmeal at, as well as we do the public and private catering events. So partnering with different businesses or different organizations and catering their event that is open to the public, but then also booking events with clients that might be more private, like a wedding reception or a grad party. And so kind of those will be sprinkled in throughout our calendar as well as they come up. But if you're looking to have an event with us, we do have an event inquiry booking system on our website. So you can go to miniouts.com and click on the book with us tab and fill out a form and we'll get back to you. But then if you're not interested in booking event, but just 
trying to figure out where we'll be, you can go to the Find Us tab on our website and we have all of our events that are up and coming listed there. Perfect. I love that um, like drive up idea out of your kitchen. That's a really neat idea because I know a lot of even locally here to Raleigh, small businesses who just have that kitchen space. I think that's a really unique way to leverage that, like not having the public storefront yet, but having that drive up event. That's really cool. I love that idea. Yeah, it's been a fun thing that we started during during COVID, um, just so we weren't, you know, interacting with customers face to face, but just kind of doing a drive through drop off. Yeah. Type curbside pickup and it's been working well. So we've continued to do it, even though things in Minnesota have opened up and you can go in restaurants. Oh, that's cool. And again, I always love when businesses partner with other businesses, you know, like you guys going to uh, these coffee shops and, and selling your oatmeal there. I just love that community aspect. It's very clear you guys are tied to the community. And I think that's what makes makes you unique and just brings that uniqueness and local flavor to your business. That's really cool. You know, the last question I I end all my episodes with and would love to hear from you both, Ali and Maria, on this is, in this moment, what is your proudest accomplishment? And I know that's a really big question, but just in this moment, kind of that first thing that comes to mind, it can be mini oats or it can be something completely different that we didn't even talk about today. But what is your proudest accomplishment so far? You know, I would say I was thinking about this question and um, Maria and I kind of discussed it where it doesn't necessarily point to one big thing. I think it's been a lot of small things that have happened behind the scenes that a lot of people don't even know about, um, whether it is just something going wrong or problem coming up or something that just feels super overwhelming. And we have just remained encouraged and driven in it. I think it's just been the small hurdles that we've gotten over that have just been really to look back and just kind of see and be able to laugh at a lot of the things too. I think that's one of the greatest gifts of being able to just look back on mistakes or problems and be able to laugh about them is just so important and so healthy that we're not deeming any of them like detrimental to the business. And so I think those little accomplishments maybe point to some of the more like visual or ones that people can Mm -hmm. see um, looking in. And so I think it's, it really has been those small things and yeah, just remaining encouraged and excited about where things are going and not um, concerned about where they currently are, where they aren't. I think that's another Mm -hmm. thing of so easy to look at other businesses or question if you're progressing at the right rate and to just stay in your own lane has been really helpful for us as we're growing and pursuing the mission that God has put on our heart. Piggybacking off of that. Yeah. I can't think of one specific moment where I'm like, I am so proud of that specific thing. But as Ali kind of mentioned, there's so much behind the scenes that people won't necessarily see. And I think that's what I'm most proud of is just in the last two years of this season of my life of being a full-time entrepreneur and business owner, just how much I've learned and learned and grown as a person. I've just found that to be invaluable. And I'm so thankful for Minioats and the way that it has grown me as a person and 
in ways that I didn't even know that I needed to grow and ways that I needed to step out. So I'm really grateful for that. And I think there's so much about owning a business that people people don't see. And I think Allie and I have done the best job that we can to maintain a level of integrity with our business in the way that we handle business and engage with other business owners in the way that we engage with clients. And that is something that we want to keep at the forefront of our business. And so I think I'm really proud of that too, of, of just maintaining integrity throughout the process. Cause I think like Ali said, it's easy to get caught up sometimes and look at other businesses or wonder if you're doing the right things, but then just falling back on being people of integrity and being people that care for others and care about the community, like we've talked about. And yeah, that I think is something that we are very proud of. Both wonderful and beautiful answers. It sounds like you guys very much stay in the moment, but have those goals and dreams for mini oats. Um, and also really live with like live in the small wins, which I think is really important um, not to get too caught up in, like you're saying, those bigger, more visual accomplishments and wins. It's celebrating the little wins along the way that led you to there. I love that mindset. I think that's very positive. Yeah. And there's a lot of things where we've said yes to it. And then we look at each other and we're like, how are we going to do this? <laughs> um, and it ends right. up working out. And that's, I think another portion of being an entrepreneur is being innovative and taking on different challenges and different projects where it's a stretch and you're like, we've never done this before, but we're going to make it work. And there's been lots of moments like that. And that's so fun to see because then you know you're growing and you can look back and say, well, if we did that, we can do this. And so mm -hmm. that's also fun. Wonderful. Well, congratulations on everything you've accomplished so far. And I look forward to continuing to follow both your journeys and uh, following mini oats. So thank you so much for being on virtual coffee. And before we sign off, where can people find you and mini oats, your social medias, your website, shout everything out. You can find us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at mini oats. And then also we have a website where we sell our granola on our website. And also you can book events with us. That's www.miniouts.com. And I think that's it. And you can find um, our granola in local grocers in Minnesota. But if you don't live in Minnesota, you can also order online and we'll ship it across the United States. I would quick add is just I think it's something even people who know mini oats don't realize this, but mini oats is spelt like Minnesota, but the last four letters are rearranged to spell oats. So it's M I N N E O A T S. I love that. You know, I did not realize that it was just rearranged. I, I understood <laughs> the Minnesota and mini, you know, like the that relationship, but that is quite clever that it's just rearranged. I like that. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. You are such a gracious host and we are really yeah. grateful to join you. Of course. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for being on. Mm -hmm.